Welcome back, everybody. Hey there. So chapter 10 of The Great Cholesterol Myth. Um, so it kind of seems like the book has pivoted at this chapter, would you say? Yeah, uh, like all the sh- they're not trying to shock you anymore. A little bit of uh, like, all right, we're winding it down. Yeah, they actually opened, they call this section three of the book, and they actually opened it with, um, you know, they were both trained, I think they call it, in functional medicine. So it looks like the back third of the book is going to kind of focus on, to your point, less of the, here's a study, here's a study, here's a study, and this is what it's telling you. It's more of a... How do you use this? How do you take it? So chapter 10, uh, the, the title is Beyond the Mediter- Mediterranean Diet, What Do I Eat? And um, they basically, it's carved up into two, two chunks, right? Um, avoid and eat. Yep. So kick it off. Let's go. Yeah, the avoid, obviously, right out of the gate is avoid sugars, right? Uh Said that basically the um, was it the American uh, Heart Association recommends no more than five percent of your diet be be comprised of sugar or processed sugars uh, or added sugars. Uh, but I think it was I don't know if there's other organizations that recommend as much as twenty five percent, which is just absurd. Um, I guess the the general rule is to cut out really all sugar out of your diet, and you got to go look for the. The hidden sugars, right? The pastas, the rices, the the thing, the fruits. Uh, you know, I'm not saying fruits bad. Fruit in very small moderation can be good for you. In fact, uh, there was a study yesterday about fruit smoothies that came out. I don't know if you saw that. It was no. actually very interesting. Um, the study said that eating whole fruit is good for you, but fruit smoothies is bad, extremely bad for you, and people don't understand why. They pointed out that when you blend it all out, you wreck the fiber that is in the fruit, and it's like literally injecting sugar into your veins versus what would normally take hours to take uh, to process that and get rid of it by crushing it all up in a fruit thing. It's like we talked it, about this. Hook it, hook it to my veins in the last chapter. Mm-hmm. That brown rice has a slightly lower glycemic load. Than white rice. But when you grind them up to use in processed foods, not only do the glycemic loads become exactly the same between brown and white, but they both go up. Right. Same principle at play. Same principle at play. So I would I would be very, again, uh, watch what you, you eat. Uh, avoid your sh- sodas, uh, your sugary sodas at that. Uh, I also make the case for diet sodas that a lot of them aren't very good. Uh, other reasons for that, but uh, cut out the, the the sodas, the uh, uh, the pastries, the candies, the donuts. Uh, you you look at things like blueberry muffins and bagels. Oh, those are healthy. No, they're not healthy. Avoid all those things like the plague. Those actually have the the seed the the oils in them, right? The processed oils in them that you should avoid. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so that's it, really, for sugar. Anything else on sugar? Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, in referencing the book, they do kind of a good job. So it, it's titled "Dump It Sugar," um, and they end each one of these with a fast action plan that basically goes. Here's what, you know, cut out the soda, fruit juices, energy drinks, you were saying all this, all cakes, candies, pastries, donuts, etc. Right? So, um, the very next thing they mention after sugars, of course, is dump it pro- processed carbohydrates, right. which I don't know why they separate the two. 
Carbs are sugar. Sugar right. carbs. Right. I agree but, with you. Um, you know, in the fast action plan, it's kind of what you would expect. Um, you know, whole whole vegetables, whole fruits. To your point, um, not blended. Um, and that you know that they end it with dump the bread basket at the restaurant. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I went to a breakfast the other day. Just literally the other day. It was a full breakfast uh, place, and they brought this basket of, like, incredible goodies. It was pastries and cinnamon buns. And I'm like, this is like a side item to your breakfast. Can I get some insulin with that? Right? <laughs> when, when, I, when I busted out the meat, I, that's a, I asked for eggs and meat. Uh, you can keep all that other garbage. I think everybody looked at me like I had a third eye. Hey, yeah. what are you doing? But Yeah, they actually um they have a whole section in here on cornflakes um that you know we were told when we were little that it was a healthy breakfast and all the reasons why it's not. But yep. again, it comes back to the processing. Well, I would argue that corn whole corn is not healthy, but let alone once you process it. Yeah, I right? mean, yep. Uh, the next one, dump it, is trans fats, right? And we've it's beat this obvious. one to death. Yep. Uh, oils, uh, you can connect all the oils, uh, your your vegetable oils, your soybean oils, your canola oils, all of these oils you can connect at the same time that really sugar started to come on big yep. or high fructose sugar and obesity in America took off. And it, again, they're loaded in the omega-6s and that's at the core, which are the right. inflammatory um Omega fats, uh, you know, so um, their next one, dop it, dop it, dump it, processed meats. I I think this is talking about, I I kind of agree with you. I'm like, eh, uh, nitrates, good for you, bad for you. I mean, there's, you know, I've, I've watched people on Twitter that eat bacon every day of their life forever. And appear to be very healthy. Yeah. You know, if they had taken the position that hot dogs, bologna, um, deli, turkey, that those things, I get that there's a nutritional loss in the processing. But they lumped bacon into here, which. Bacon is good. It's it's the <laughs> piece of the pig. Thin slice. It's not. Yeah, they salt it and they cure it. Right. But it's it's not like it's blended, combined with other ingredients. I, I, um, I think that that one, for me, would be very similar. That would be the last on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then they talk about uh, excessive uh, omega-6 fats. Again, right. Pro, pro-inflammatory uh, canola oils, uh, some of those types of things as well. And, I, you know, man, if I can stress to people, pay attention to the oils you're buying. Um Gosh, yes, I think we've talked the, about that before. The straight, like if you just go get the generic, and I don't remember if it was Wesson or Crisco or one of the other big brands, but if you look at the oil shelf, there's maybe 50 different options to choose from. And there's always that one that has more on the shelf. It's the one that people are obviously buying the most of. Mm-hmm. I'd bet you diamonds to donuts that it's 100% soybean oil. Which yeah. is one of the worst. Oh, yeah. You even go to buy, I, I've mentioned this before uh, when we were talking about olive oil. You go to buy olive oil and you better read the ingredients. If it's only olive oil, the only ingredient will say olive oil. If it's, it's most of the olive oils now are so, sold and it's 75% vegetable oil and 25% olive oil. Yeah. I mean, do your homework. You That's why you want the extra virgin when it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. uh, the other thing was uh, a partially hydrogenated uh 
oils and your chips and your cookies and your baked goods, that stuff is horrible for you. Those are omega-6 fats as well. Yeah, they actually tell you what to look for, right? I think they said if it says polyunsaturated or no. What was it? I can't remember what they said. I think you're right. I think polyunsaturated is one. Yeah. They actually tell you what to look for on the ingredient list, and I'm not seeing it, so we can move on. But yeah, hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated. Uh, these are you, that's the word, hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even really know what that means. I I, I want to look that up. What what makes that? So what's bad? the point? Is is it right. just cheap? Is it cheap for big food to use? You know, you know? I mean, it, again, what, what's the? I, I started thinking about making my own chips at home. Right? Like I do like chips. I don't eat them every day. You know, oh, potato I, chips. Yeah, I oh, love, yeah, they're great. But it's probably my cheat. But you know, you get a handful every you know week. That's my cheat, right? But I'm starting to think about like, man, go, go thin slice, yeah. and then get some beef tallow, fry them bad boys up, put them in an airtight container, and I'll. Go to town. Go to town every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sounds and that's delicious. I cheated yesterday. My, my wife and I had chilies, and oh, I'm a sucker for the cold chips, chips and sauce. Yeah. I, ate, I ate the fajitas with no rice and no tortillas, yeah. but sure. I think I ate the whole basket of chips. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know. It, again, I, I think you're seeing the honest in us is that is that – you don't have to be a robot. No. All right, right. You know, your body is capable of healing as long as you don't beat it up every single day of your life. It's the problem with the Western diet is we do it three to five times a day. Seven days a week. I do it. The rare occurrence week. is when they you know. eat. Okay. Yeah. When the, the average American eats okay, that's the rare occurrence. It's not. Do me not and the, the wife around. last night for dinner. We neither of us were real hungry early, but as it got later into the evening, we were kind of both like, huh? Eight eggs, a whole stick of butter scrambled up, and we split it. It was so good. I made broccoli, homemade broccoli cheese soup last night. Nice. Did you bring yes. some to share? Ste- no. <laughs> Steamed up the broccoli, heavy cream, lots of cheese. Good for you. All right. So on the eat this, I guess we can kind of mow through this one really fairly quickly. The the key here is is eat. Whole foods. Unprocessed whole foods that are low on the glycemic index. Some of the stuff that's high, mainly white potato, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sweet peas are fairly high on the glycemic index. But um, what they run through, you want to just run through them real quick? Salmon, they recommend a couple times a week. They're recommending low in metals Get from a good source of salmon. Um Berries. They seem to like berries. Blueberries, cherries. Antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of in agreement with that. I think blueberries are are a superfood. But berries, I think, are okay. And again, I think within reason. Uh, I think they recommend it three or more times a week for for your blueberries and cherries. Um, Stay stay within those ranges. Um, Grass-fed beef. Um, Yeah. 
you know, most of, you know, I don't, I, there aren't typically a lot of places in, you know, a typical store that's going to have grass fed beef. Do you have? And it's, it's difficult because I've actually looked into this. I think you have too. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about buying a whole cow. There, there's kind of three ways you feed a cow, right? Mm-hmm. There's grain fed and that's mostly what you're going to get in the stores, mm-hmm. in the big stores, right? There's grass fed, which is actually very rare. And it's hard to get and it's expensive. And it tastes different, evidently. And it tastes different. Then there's grass-fed on the label where, yeah, they probably uh, free range for most of their life. Mm -hmm. But the last 30, 60, 90 days. They were fed a lot of grain. Then it's grain-fed. It's fattened up time. Because it gives the steak the marbling. And Mm -hmm. the more marbling there is in the steak the higher rating the steak has. So it's really kind of, you know, people toss around this language of grass-fed beef. Most of it is finished on grain, which I don't know how much that changes the nutritional component. But to get truly grass-fed that's never finished on grain, it's you can. You could find local guys that'll, you know, but... But they say you won't like it. Cooks different. Yeah, they said it'll be very gamey. Yeah. So I don't know. Um so, yeah, grass-fed beef, vegetables and some fruits, of course, um, nuts, beans, dark chocolate. On yep. the dark chocolate thing, there's like a percentage of the cacao, cacao I don't know how you say that word, um, but you want that to be as high as you can. So, so not like Hershey's dark chocolate. You want like artisan dark chocolate. Turmeric, we did a whole snack yep. cast on turmeric. I still supplement that twice a day. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, pomegranate juice. Uh, red wine within reason. Red wine. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know how many. If you would say a glass of wine with dinner or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, green tea, olive oil, garlic, and that was it. Um, I kind of wanted to circle back to the pomegranate juice because I've never had it. I've never eaten pomegranate. Um, I'm a little bit intrigued because they did, they referenced a study, um, 45 patients with heart disease. Um, they split them in two, (coughs) excuse me, gave one of them eight ounces of pomegranate juice a day and one of them a placebo. And the, uh, the group that got the pomegranate juice, um, um, something happened with the oxidation of the LDL cholesterol. Um, it, I guess it's really good for the heart without getting in the weeds. So um, I'd be curious what the carb load is and, and how you buy it. Like is store-bought pomegranate juice or or do you have to find like, you know, cold pressed or something? I don't know. But um, 30% reduction in plaque. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's one that I guess I didn't know already. And I, I look forward to digging a little deeper into what the world pomegranates. Said four to eight ounces a day, as often as you like. As often as you like. But only once a day. It's kind of a <laughs> four to eight ounces a day, once as a day. often as you like. Well, <laughs> so that's weird. anyways, that's kind of it for their, uh, you know, what to eat chapter. Um, chapter 11, help your heart with these supplements. So that's kind of cool. It looks like we're going to move from food in the supplements and we'll hit that tomorrow. Yeah. You know, again, I, I start going back around. I think it's common sense. Avoid sugars, avoid your fast foods, cook at home as often as you can, uh, you know, reduce, reduce your sugar. I don't care sugars. if you eat at a restaurant, just eat whole foods. <laughs> right. Know. It's yeah. going to be cooked in seed oils, but avoid your breads. I know that that kills three quarters of Americans' diets. Avoid your breads. 
that's 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 a good start there. That's that, a, that's the other thing. Start at one spot. Right. Start to start improve. simple. Start yeah. simple. Like I just I, I won't eat bread. Yeah. You'd be surprised at what that does. It, it, right. Because you're you're eliminating seed oils, refined carbs, sugars, anti calories, zero nutrition. Yeah. Start so, start at one spot. All right, guys. Questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See ya.